There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, he will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, The kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. En aquel tiempo Jesús dijo a los sumos sacerdotes y a los ancianos del pueblo esta parábola. Había una vez un propietario que plantó un viñedo, lo rodeó con una cerca, cavó un lagar en él, construyó una torre para el vigilante y luego lo alquiló a unos viñadores y se fue de viaje. Llegado el tiempo de la vendimia, envió a sus criados para pedir su parte de los frutos a los viñadores, pero estos se apoderaron de los criados, golpearon a uno, mataron a otro, y otro más lo apedrearon. Envió de nuevo a, a otros criados en mayor número que los primeros, y los trataron del mismo modo. Por último, les mandó a su propio hijo, pensando, a mi hijo lo respetarán, pero cuando los viñadores lo vieron, se dijeron unos a otros, este es el heredero. Vamos a matarlo y nos quedaremos con su herencia. Le echaron mano, lo sacaron del viñedo y lo mataron. Ahora, díganme, cuando vuelva el dueño del viñedo, ¿qué hará con estos viñadores? Ellos le respondieron, dará muerte terrible a estos desalmados y arrendará el viñedo a otros viñadores que le entreguen los frutos a su tiempo. Entonces Jesús les dijo, ¿No han leído nunca en la Escritura la piedra que desecharon los constructores? Es ahora la piedra angular. Esto es obra del Señor y es un prodigio admirable. Por esta razón les digo que les será quitado a ustedes el reino de Dios y se le dará a un pueblo que produzca sus frutos. Verbum Domini Apagan los teléfonos celulares, por favor. Please turn off your telephones. On the cover of the bulletin there, you see the uh, image of Our Lady of Fatima. If you take a look at that, that image on the cover of the bulletin, it helps you understand the statue here uh, in front of the church because around her heart, you see the, a crown of thorns. The one here 
is much uh, smaller. So you don't really see the crown of thorns unless you get right up on it. Uh, so looking at the cover of the bulletin, you see the heart, and on top of the heart, flames are coming out. That's the immaculate heart, the pure heart, the sinless heart of Mary. Well, the thorns around it, that's the um, sorrowful heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary, like you see right over here uh, with the Pieta. And also you see around her head a crown of 12 stars. That reminds you of the book of Revelation, chapter 12. Then a great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. So uh, this uh, Friday is the 100th anniversary. I don't think I'm going to be around for a 200th anniversary. I just don't think so. The uh, Who knows, right? The uh, uh, Look on the next page. Friends, you really ought to go over with this over this with your kids. Since uh, March 25th, we're going from March 25th to December 25th, and each week you find out something new about the baby Jesus that you want to talk to the kids about. Oh, all the kids already know that. No, no, they don't. Uh, turn to page four before I go on to page four. Last week something happened um, that I don't think it's ever happened before here, um, but there are really two things that happened. The... Um, uh, last Sunday night, I finished the masses, and then uh, Monday and Tuesday, the, the allergies were just terrible. They got better on Wednesday, Thursday was better than Wednesday, Friday was better than Thursday. Today, it's, it's uh, tremendously improved. But uh, So, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, um, I was just on um, the, the, you know, I get up and hear confessions, and uh, say mass and have the rosary, but everything else I had to put on the back burner. The uh, just dragging along. Well, at the same time, over in the office, Rick, who's the uh, office manager, had a family emergency Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Hey, uh, call the office, and uh, I went by the office, and uh, yeah, went by the church, and it was a weird week. I'm just letting you know. It'd be a lot easier to say it than to put it in the bulletin. So there it is. So. Sorry if, you're, if you were inconvenienced, but uh, we only have the one person working in the office, so uh, it's, that, that kind of thing has never happened before, so sorry about that. Uh, you can see yesterday, page four, yesterday was the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. Right behind me, with those azaleas surrounding her, that's Our Lady of the Rosary. She's also called Our Lady of Victory. She's also called Our Lady of Victories. Um, any one of those names represents the same um, feast day. Uh, now, the Pope who, who um, uh, commissioned this statue was a Dominican, Pope St. Pius V. He was a Dominican. Right next to her statue is a black and white statue. That's St. Thomas Aquinas. Since uh, the 1570s, when Pope, when Pope St. Pius V was Pope, they said, well, don't you want to wear these new garments? And Pope St. Pius V said, no, I'll just wear what I'm wearing. Um, so if you take off the black cape, you, you just have the white habit underneath. And every pope since uh, the 1570s has been wearing the white uh, cassock. The, and the, uh, the Dominicans always had a belt. And on the left side of their habit, they always had a big rosary. Um, so uh, um, Pope St. Pius V is the one who declared the Feast of Our Lady the Rosary 
on October 7, 1571. So it's been around for a long time. And if you look at the very top of page 4, the month of October is the month of the Most Holy Rosary. The whole month. Three hours of confession yesterday, three hours today. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, an hour and a half of confessions in the evening. Tomorrow um, is Monday, a week from tomorrow, the Women's Guild has their next meeting. Sorry, ladies, uh, I forgot to put it in a second time. Forgot to put it in. They're going to have their meeting on October 16th, and it's going to be at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. For the ladies who don't like to drive, after dark, there you go. So any woman is invited to attend. If you'd like to, to know this, it'll be put in next Sunday's bulletin, I promise. The, uh, but you can call the office tomorrow, and, and he'll fill you in. Um, friends, I, I'm sure you know what happened by now, what happened in Las Vegas last Sunday night. I only found out about it on Monday uh, morning. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'm listening to all different kinds of news. I like to listen to people I agree with and people I, I don't agree with. Most of the news, I don't believe when they write and or the. I disagree with them on, on almost everything. But I like to hear the opposing views. I really do. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I kept hearing 59 dead in, 59 dead in Las Vegas. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. About Wednesday afternoon, in, uh, about Wednesday in the mid-afternoon, they changed it to 58. What, somebody rose from the dead? Huh? What had they been doing? They'd been reporting 59 dead. The guy who killed the 58 people and then committed suicide. I bet what happened was people were calling them and they were burning down their phone lines. What in the world are you doing saying that 59 are dead? He killed them. Okay, I'm reporting it because these are just some random observations. And people kept calling in and talking about the guy who killed those people, wounded those hundreds others. They kept referring to him. Yeah, that gentleman in Las Vegas that... No, no. No gentleman kills people like that, wounds people like that. They kept calling him a gentleman. How about murderer? How about killer? He's not a gentleman, right? So uh, that, and then they kept talking about it was a tragedy. No, it wasn't a tragedy. That was evil. Friends, um, it's tragic that those people had to suffer that, put up with all that. that they, they were going to a concert. That's evil. That is evil. If that's not evil, what is? What is? Uh, so uh, those are some random um, observations there. And also, I mentioned at all the masses last weekend, uh, remember when we had Hurricane Harvey at the end of August and all the people in Texas and across the United States, they got together and helped the people down in Houston just pull together. For a couple of weeks, that was reported. And then the soap opera, right? America's terrible. America's rotten. Okay? Well, Las Vegas, exactly what I said um, happened in Houston, happened in Las Vegas. Americans came together regardless of their backgrounds and all that. Friends, um, they, did you notice too when Las Vegas happened? Everybody had their cell phones immediately. What did they do? They called the missionaries of charity. Oh, no, they didn't do that. They called the police. 
They weren't calling Mother Teresa sisters. Can you get Mother Teresa sisters over here? Yeah, right now. Uh, now they've called the police, and it reminded me of 9-11, because people were trying to get out of there, and the police were running in to help the people. Friends, if you find bad policemen, bad state troopers, bad sheriffs, report them. Let's do something about them. I refuse to paint all, all police officers as bad. That's what the media is trying to get us to do. But you've got to remember this because we throw them away, and what do we have between us and these uh, gentlemen, right? Well, we got nothing. And what happened in Las Vegas, you saw the American spirit there. American helping American, or whoever. We had people from Australia, right? So uh, the, um, uh, that was going on in um, Las Vegas. And we need to pray for them and the, the people who are trying to help them in their relief efforts and also pray for those people down on the Gulf Coast, you know, with Hurricane Nate, the Hurricane du jour. The, um, look on page five of the bulletin. Tomorrow is the Feast of St. Denis and his fellow martyrs, or in French, his name is Saint-Denis, and he was the first bishop of Paris. And um, because he was a Christian, he was taken, he and his, his uh, fellow martyrs, fellow Christians, they were taken out of Paris to a nearby hill. It's the highest hill uh, over Paris now. It's in, it's in, today it's inside of Paris because Paris has gotten so big. Um, and they, um, they cut off their heads. So uh, today there's a big, beautiful basilica dedicated to the sacred heart of Jesus, Sacre Coeur. Absolutely beautiful. So his feast day is tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday is uh, the Feast of the Maternity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Isn't that neat how close that is to the 13th and the centennial of Our Lady of Fatima? So uh, the, uh, it's also the Feast of Pope St. John the 23rd. He's called Good Pope John. He became Pope October 28, 1958, just before I was born. The Pope he replaced was Pope Pius XII. He became Pope just before World War II and died um, 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 in 1958. So uh, it's interesting because Pope Pius XII is tied in with Fatima a lot. It, when, when Our Lady first appeared to those kids at Fatima, May 13, 1917, 100 years ago, that was in Portugal. At the same time, on the same day, over in Rome, um, Pope Pius XII was being consecrated a bishop. His name was a Bishop Eugenio Pacelli. And later on in 1939, um, he, was, he took the name Pius XII. So isn't that interesting that the, the connection with Pius XII, uh, the, uh, and so many lies have been told about this Pope, Pope Pius XII, he was anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, anti-Jewish. The uh, chief rabbi of Rome, Israel um, Zoli, he and his wife and his daughter, after World War II, they, they became Catholic Christians in Rome. He took the name Eugenio because of the example of the Pope. So friends, you hear the fake news about, uh, um, you, can, you can type in Israel Zoli, and you can see chief rabbi of Rome, uh, he was not anti-Semitic at all. Um, you'll hear more about uh, Pius the, the 12th. 
Pius V was almost 500 years ago. Pius XII uh, was in uh, during World War II and afterwards. Thursday is the Feast of Our Lady of Aparecida. That's down in Brazil. A lot of folks left Portugal and moved down to Brazil. So there's the Brazil-Portugal uh, connection. Uh, Aparecida is called the Lourdes or the Fatima of South America. Pope Benedict uh, spoke there about 2010. And then Friday is the Centennial of Our Lady of Fatima and the Miracle of the Sun. Friends, over 70,000 people witnessed the Miracle of the Sun. Most of those people who witnessed the Miracle of the Sun did not believe in God or were skeptical. And how long did this miracle, what was this Miracle of the Sun? Well, it's described this way. Well, the sun uh, rotated on its vertiginous axis. Oh, really? Its vertiginous axis? Well, that clears it up for me. It uh, means it spit, was spinning around and around like a pinwheel. And how long did this go on? Ten minutes. Did it happen just one time? No. Once, twice, three times. And it looked like the sun was about to fall down. You know, if the, if the sun falls out of the sky, um, everything's half off. Right? <laughs> it's a sale. <laughs> Half off. Three quarters off. Yeah, just, uh, we're losing money on this, right? Well, that's what people thought. It was, they thought it was the end of the world. And those secular newspapers in Portugal reported it the next day. What happened? It's amazing. Uh, and Friday, Saturday is the feast of Pope St. Callistus. Um, but friends, on Friday, uh, this came in the mail. It's a Texas Catholic. And I was looking at the cover, the picture on the cover, I thought, that looks like Mrs. So-and-so and her daughter and Mrs. So-and-so. And then I looked inside here and uh, there's a, a follow-up article inside. It's about the procession here we have every night here for over four years. And I thought, well, I recognize them. And there's a little girl and her brother and him. And, and I, I, kept, I looked and I said, who's the old guy? I was like, oh, that's me. Well, you know, friends, I'm just letting you, I'm just warning you. The last 13 years I've been here, I've been spending a lot of money every month dyeing my hair and my beard gray just to look older. I'm going to let it go back to black. Just warning you. Just warning you. I, I, after seeing that picture in the newspaper and the Texas Catholic, I'm like, no, that, yeah, I can't be spending this money anyway on hair color. Um, Anyway, I look older anyway, so I'll just let it go back to black. But you know what all this means? You know, when, when I saw this, I thought, oh no, it's the end of the world. They did a positive story on St. William, the Texas Catholic. I don't need Fatima to tell me it's the end of the world. Anyway, look over on page 8. And uh, this happened last week in London. And it's from the BBC. Some of the BBC you can believe... Some of it is lies or fake news. This happened last week. There were people in London on a train. The train was not in the station. They stopped the train and demanded to get off. Why? There was a guy in the train. Oh, this is terrible. I'm sorry to say this in front of children. There's a guy in the train, and he was reading aloud from the Bible. I've got to get off. i got to get off this train. You think I'm joking? The week before that happened, Hugh Hefner died at the age of 91. Yeah, he was a gentleman who started the pornography. No gentleman starts a pornography in the industry. Hugh Hefner, and God have mercy on his soul. 
But Hugh Hefner made pornography socially acceptable, so much so that today, in London, the Bible is now pornography. Welcome to 2017. I'm not joking. On page 8, you see the description of what you see over there with St. Therese. And last Sunday, friends, we had the life chain. Um, it was the best attended life chain I've ever seen. We have 100 churches in Greenville, one Catholic church. Um, for some reason this year, all the other churches combined, I don't think they would equal 50 people. This isn't a race or a competition. But this year, we had over 100, the best we've ever done. And they had, it was, it was really sad to see. And friends, I tell you what, last Sunday from 3 to 4.30, I have never seen so much traffic on Wesley. I think I figured it out. It's because the NFL is committing suicide. If you don't understand that, you never will. So I'll just move on. The um, CCD startup dates are right there for 2018 and into 2019. Page 10, 11, and 12 are three pages. They're always on the website. But here they are in a hard copy to explain the uh, procession. If you go to page 13 at the top, there's a link if you want to see a video about our rosary procession at the Texas Catholic. And on the last page, the Knights of Columbus, their Oktoberfest. Friends, let's pray for not good weather. Let's pray for excellent weather for the Knights of Columbus. Let's get the word out that the, what they raise at the Oktoberfest is the gas that runs their charities for the next 12 months. If they're not doing it, friends, you want me to give people your number, your phone number? I don't, it, let's, yeah, let's do it this way because they really do a good job on the charity. Um, last year, the State Fair of Texas in three weeks pulled in receipts of $56 million. Friends, that's just so expensive. Just, you the money you would use at the fair, just give to the Knights. I'm serious. Give to the Knights. Uh, one last thing. It's going to sound like a joke. This is not a joke. But uh, uh, at the end of August, we had Hurricane Harvey. It was the Sunday before Labor Day. The, the weekend before Labor Day weekend. There you go. So uh, end of August, we had Hurricane Harvey flattened Houston. I mean, Houston was flat, but you know what I mean. It just destroyed. Okay. So that was, that was six weeks ago. Last week in Hollywood, Harvey Weinstein flattened Hollywood. As big as he is, he could flatten Hollywood. Um, um, his lawyer went on live TV last week and admitted that Harvey Weinstein has been abusing women for decades. This woman is not just a woman. She's not just a lawyer. She happens to be the daughter of Gloria Allred. Talk about earthquakes in Hollywood. Friends, uh, I do not rejoice in, in this. But friends, for decades, this individual has been producing TV programs and movies and has been telling you and me and everybody else all about what uh, love really is from his twisted perspective. And this, this gentleman, no, no gentleman would do that, right? This individual has been given, giving generously to liberal political candidates. And I read in the paper this morning that they gave all the money back to Harvey. Now, if you believe that, you have fallen asleep 
and you are dreaming right now while we're going on with the Mass, okay? I didn't give the money back, but I just read uh, that he's had to um, resign. He got fired. Um, friends, um, that is to Hollywood what Hurricane Harvey was to Houston. So, um, anyway, I'm not joking about... Friends, this is incredibly significant um, for us in America. It really is. I'm, and I'm, I'm not joking. Okay, from the gospel today. I'm sorry, so many announcements. Um, those, those are all important. They really are. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the Bible the stone, the rock that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be, like, will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. In the name of the Father, Son, of the Holy Spirit. Um, in 1951, Pope Pius XII wrote a letter um, on the Most Holy Rosary. And in the, in the brief letter, recommending to us the rosary, Pope Pius XII referred to David and Goliath. Now, I know, who, I know about David and Goliath. I saw the cartoons every Sunday morning when I was a kid. The, uh, no, no, the David and Goliath from the Bible, right? So I went back and I reread first book of Samuel, chapter 17, about David and Goliath. And I, there was stuff in there I never saw. For example, um, the, uh, the background on, on Goliath, he was over eight feet tall. Over eight feet tall. I bet every time he said, what do you want for Christmas? He said, just, just buy me clothes. Right? Over eight feet tall. He was uh, part of the Philist, Philist, Philistine uh, army opposing the Israeli army. And here they are on two different hills facing each other, the Philistine army with Goliath, and over here, Saul and his army, Israel. And here's part, here's part I, I never, never registered with me. These two armies are face-to-face -to, -face to each other um, for 40 days. And every day, for 39 days, Goliath comes out and he says to the Israelis, he says, the Israelites, he says, hey, forget the army stuff. I'm going to go down there in the middle and you send a guy down there in the middle and we'll fight and whoever wins, that'll be who wins the battle. We're not going to get the two armies involved, right? Yeah, well, this, this guy, he was covered with, with armor. He even had a guy carry his shield and he had a sword as big as a Buick. And so uh, for 39 days, Goliath called out the Israelites. Hey, what are y'all, chicken? You nobody over there going to come out and meet me? The, uh, on day number 40, David. David wasn't even 20 years old. And I'm sure he wasn't even six feet tall. Um, um, David comes out. They wanted him to wear armor. He said, no, I can't. I'm not used to that stuff. He was carrying his shepherd's staff, his walking stick. And he was carrying his sling, shepherd's sling. Before he went out to meet Goliath, he chose five stones, five rocks, put them in his pocket. And um, shepherds are always using uh, a sling. Today we call it a slingshot, but it was, there was no rubber band. You know, he put it in a sling and zzz, 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 and let the rock go. So David went out 
to meet Goliath. And Goliath said, oh, look at this. Look at this. He said, let me tell you what I'm going to do to you. And he said, I'm going to take this sword and I'm going to take it. I'm going to cut your head off of your body and da-da-da-da-da. Well, they go out to, to meet in the middle and David takes a rock from his pocket, puts it in the sling, and lets it fly and hits the big goof, Goliath, right here in the head. Flattens him, uh, falls right over, and David walked up to Goliath, took that big sword uh, from him, and did to Goliath what Goliath promised to do to David. He cut his head off. So he kept the sword, he got the head. I guess back then they didn't have uh, coffee mugs and t-shirts. Um, so he got the head and the sword, and he kept them. Friends, Pope Pius XII, in 1951, he had already seen two world wars. And he's calling this a weapon. It's a spiritual weapon. In my opinion, most Catholics do not appreciate what kind of a weapon this is. When Padre Pio died in 1968, Padre Pio, he prayed the rosary every day. You never saw him without a rosary, unless he was saying Mass. Uh, Padre Pio was physically attacked by the devil countless times. This is how he defended himself. Once in a while, Padre Pio would leave his room and you get down the hallway and it was so quiet, so quiet in the monastery. And of course, everything is stone. So if you say anything, it echoes. Padre Pio didn't matter to him. If he walked down the hall and he couldn't find his rosary, he would yell, Bring me my weapon! Bring me my gun! He was talking about his rosary. Listen, do you have the devil physically attack you? You're, gonna, you're not going to walk out without your concealed carry, right? right? He's going to have his, um, his, his weapon in his pocket. That was Padre Pio. He died in 1968. I was in grade school when he died. Um, in 1571, Pope St. Pius V was in Rome. He had said Mass that morning. What do popes do after they say Mass in the morning in Rome? Well, we know what Pope St. Pius V was doing almost 500 years ago. He was talking to his accountant. <laughs> they were probably counting the collection. The, uh, they, were, they were at St. Peter's, and he was talking to his accountant, and all of a sudden he told his accountant, time out. And he walked over to the window, over at St. Peter's Plaza. He opened the window, and he saw a vision, like a big screen TV. But it wasn't. Again, this is 500 years ago. They didn't have TVs. They didn't have electricity. They, uh, they had the letter T and the letter V. But it didn't mean anything, right? Pope St. Pius V began to tell the people outside. There was a crowd out there. He told them what was happening over a thousand miles away off the coast of Greece. The Christian, uh, the Christian fleet and the, and the Muslim fleet were going into battle off the coast of Greece at Lepanto. And he was doing a blow-by-blow -blow description of the battle of Lepanto. Type in the Battle of Lepanto into Wikipedia, and you'll read about it. It was 1571, almost 40 years. That was 1531. 1571, on October the 7th, yesterday, was the anniversary of the battle. Now, the Muslims had never been defeated until that day.
They took over the Holy Land. Nobody could stop them. They took over Turkey. Nobody stopped them. I bet nobody tried. Anyway, and then they moved. 1453, they conquered Constantinople, the biggest city, the most beautiful city in the world. They conquered in 1453. I bet that's the last time anybody repaired anything in that city. That's my guess. Okay? So, 1453, 1571, the Muslims start telling, they make the announcement, we're going to leave here and we're going to go to Rome. We're going to take this off of St. Peter's Basilica, the top there. We're going to put the crescent moon up there. We're going to turn St. Peter's into a mosque. Nobody ever stopped them. They were like the killer bees. Remember the killer bees? Um, in the 80s, they just kept coming from the south to the north. Nothing could, nothing could stop them. Nothing could stop the Muslims. So what did the Pope do? He asked all of Europe to pray the rosary. Not just in church, but as individuals. He even said he was asking people to have outdoor rosary processions. Now, doesn't that sound crazy? These outdoor, oh, come on, outdoor rosary. Who would be that crazy? Right, so he's asking for outdoor rosary processions. And, of course, everybody in Europe back then, just like they are today, they're all together. They said, yes, sir. No, are you kidding? They were like this. He was having to drag them over the finish line. Um, so uh, the Pope was getting people to pray the rosary. Now, the first, over here on this side of the world, the first bishop of Mexico City was a Franciscan. When he died, they put a Dominican in. When he heard about the trouble with the Muslims um, over in Europe, imagine that problem with the Muslims in Europe. That was so long ago. The uh, what did the uh, Bishop of Mexico City do? Well, he had somebody, he commissioned somebody to make an exact copy of her, and then he blessed the copy. He touched the copy to the original. Then he put the copy on a boat and sent it over to the Pope. And it, got, it, it fell into the hands of the man who was in charge of the Christian fleet, Don Juan of Austria. Don Juan, I mentioned this today at the 1140 Mass, and there was a visiting family here today, and they had an exchange student from Austria. Where else in Hunt County are you going to hear Austria in a homily? <laughs> anyway, I bet he didn't understand anything else. <laughs> Don Juan of Austria took the copy. It was, it was that big. And he put her in his cabin. And on the morning of October the 7th, he put that image right there in front of his ship. The first face that the general of the Muslims, Ali Pasha, saw was her face. And friends, what happened was amazing. You see, the Muslims, the Muslims had, they had more ships They had brand new ships. They had slaves to row their ships. Yeah, Christians who had been caught. They made them into slaves. The, the Muslims had one language. Um, the Muslims were arrested. They were arrested. And the Christians, they had older ships, fewer ships. They had many languages. And, of course, Christians are always doing this, right? Um, And the wind was against the Christians. When the battle started, when the battle started on October 7th, 1571, it was like flipping a light switch. All of a sudden, the wind turned in favor of the Christians. 
and the Christians started mopping up the floor, those Muslim ships started running away. Ali Pasha, the general for the Muslims, he got killed that fast. He got killed that fast. Now, Ali Pasha didn't believe in banks, so he kept all of his money. And he had a lot of money. Uh, he kept all of his money on his ship. So guess who got the money? <laughs> the, um, anyway, the Pope is telling everyone about this in Rome. So two or three weeks later, when the men come back from Lepanto, and they say, we won, and this is how it went. Don't you know all the people in Rome were saying, oh yeah, we know, that's so yesterday. Yeah, we know, yeah. Okay, so it sounds like ancient news, okay? Um, let's bring it up to the, to the present. Uh, well, the recent past. 1951, Pope, Saint, Pope Pius XII talks about the rosary and compares it to the sling that David used against Goliath. Okay, so let's just go back over the last six weeks. Just the last six weeks. In the last six weeks, we've had Harvey, Irma, Maria, and now Nate. We've had uh, two earthquakes in Las Vegas. Uh, sorry, two, two earthquakes in Mexico City, or, or in Mexico, southern Mexico too. And it, now we had Las Vegas. Let's throw in that nut in North Korea and don't even talk about atomic Iran. So here's the pop quiz. How many? How many? Alone or with your family? How many of these? For any one of those intentions. Uh, years ago, I was talking to a mother, and she was so mad. She overheard this conversation between two of her kids, an older and a younger one. Of course, they were boys. They were walking through the living room, and the younger one bent down to pick something up. One. <laughs> right? They, they were going to pick something up that was out of place and put it away. And the older kid, no, no, put that down. Mom likes putting that stuff away. <laughs> no, she doesn't. And doesn't it sound like this? Every time Our Lady appeared at Fatima, she said, pray the rosary every day to bring peace down from heaven onto this world and for the conversion of sinners. But she likes to pray the rosary. Let her do it. Let mom do it. Let, let the Blessed Mother do it. Think about it, friends. So what are you for? Remember the last few weeks? The gospel about that, those guys who started out early working, and then some came later, and then some came later, and then some came way late, only worked an hour? You know, all that stuff is about me and you. And now this one today? Um, this one's really a killer. Jesus said, did you never read in the Bible? The rock... The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. W what are we here for? Uh, we don't want to go into battle. We don't want to help those people in all those places. We're cool with the way things are going down the toilet. Think about this, friends. Think about the power that God has put into this uh, sling against the giants who are all around us. And we're not lifting a finger to do anything about it. Um, think about it, and let's make some changes. Listen, friends, I got the same temptations. Oh, it's, uh, everything's fine. It's going to be okay. I'm not going to lift a finger. Um, Our Lady at Fatima, 
identified herself on October 13th. Another time she said, I am Our Lady of the Rosary. And God has revealed the Rosary to us. He's put this great power in our hands to be used, to be directed. One last quote from St. Paul. St. Paul talking about the Israelites wandering around in the desert for 40 years. And St. Paul said they all ate the same spiritual food. They all drank the same spiritual drink that came from the rock that followed them. And the rock was Christ. So here's the sling. Where's the rock for the sling? The rock was Christ. The, the stone, the rock, rejected by the builders, has become the cornerstone. And if it's not used by us, it'll be taken from us and given to those who will use it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.